The people, the places, the bay. This is the Morecambe Bay podcast. With lighter nights, if not warmer days, it's good to get out around the bay. Although if you heard the recent episode recorded with Daryl, the bay clicky roller, on a wet night in Morecambe, you'll know it can sometimes be a challenge. But thanks for the comments. Well, this evening I've come to a part of the bay that looks good all year round, and to be fair, in all weathers as well. My guide tonight is Nancy Burdett. Nancy's the Senior Programming and Partnerships Officer for South East Cumbria, Morecambe Bay, and you work for the National Trust. Heck of a title. What a great job, though. It is. Yeah, it is. It is a very long title. Ignore the title and just think, I work in the countryside. <laughs> and I, uh, I worked to try and improve it for visitors. And where are we tonight? You brought me to a fantastic part of, of the area, just outside Silverdale. Where are we? So we're just in Eveswood, uh, which is an ancient woodland or semi-ancient woodland on the edge of Silverdale. Um, and we can have a walk through on the new trail route we've designed. And around us are bluebells, the birds are singing, as you can hear. I mean, it is fantastic, isn't it? It's a great place. And looking around, I can see... Obviously, the limestone kind of fedging away there and the it trees. Is. I'm always fascinated that trees can actually grow amongst rock. It is. And, and, and Eveswood, it's one of the main characteristics of it, that we've got all this limestone pavement, moss-covered limestone, as you can see. And the trees are literally just growing out the cracks, so you self-seeded, um, which gives it so much character, really. Um, this bit we're standing in now is actually ancient woodland. So it's been woodland since at least the 1600s. Um, so it gives you a massive variety of plants and wildlife and ground cover as well as the trees themselves. So th- these trees actually here that we're walking next to are small leaf limes and these are a, a real kind of characteristic tree of ancient woodland but this um, uh, tree in particular you'll see is part of quite a few limes in the area Oh yeah. yeah. and they stem from probably one original lime that could be up to a thousand years old so um yeah it's it's a bit like our collection it's our woodland collection within within Eveswood so yeah let's have a look lead on so the track we're walking on now which is up from the car park is called Inman's Road locally and uh, was named after the Inman family who originally owned Eveswood and this estate in Silverdale and uh, it was Thomas and Robert Inman who um bought the estate in the 1800s and originally there was a house, Hill House, which is now the uh, Woodlands pub in Silverdale, oh, yeah. which is yeah. where, where they would have lived. Um, so yeah, it's quite a wide track, quite good access for our, uh, our circular trail. And how long has the National Trust owned this part of, uh, of Cumbria? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, is this Cumbria? I know we're kind of straddling the border, aren't we? We're well, just we're inside right Lancashire. Edge, we're right we? the edge of, this is Lancashire here in Eveswood, right. but because it's so close to um, Arnside Knot is Cumbria, uh, so it's right right on the border between yeah. the two counties. It's such a popular location as well, in the car park tonight is fairly quiet, but most weekends it's pretty busy. It I mean, is does busy. that present a problem because it's, it's so popular? It is, Monday. yeah, we do have to manage the, um, uh, the car parking situation. It's a small car park which we can't really do a lot about in terms of increasing its size. So it's trying to get people to use sustainable transport to come and visit us or come on foot from other areas as part of a wider walking trail. It can be difficult, but it's kind of our job to make their experience really nice when they come. And, and, and it's that balance of trying to get it right for conservation, right for wildlife, but accessible for people too. Just spotted a deer. Oh, wow. We do get quite a lot of deer, um, but they're just quite 
secluded. So if you come in an evening like now or early morning, they're out a little bit more. And if right. you're quiet, you can usually see them dotted around. But Well, that was a real treat. Thanks for arranging that. <laughs> we'll just gently just leave him to his tea. Yeah. Welcome to the Morecambe Bay podcast with Nigel Thompson. So, yeah, so the rangers do a lot of the work. You can see here um, on this side of the track, it's a lot more open. And because of that, we've had a real flourish of flowers in the spring that the extra light has allowed to come through. On this side, it's darker because there's more coppice trees coming up from an old coppice. So they, they kind of manage the woodland on a rotation scheme where they have a mosaic of patches of woodland that are coppiced so the trees are cut down to the bases and allowed to regrow again and it just keeps keeps the woodland alive and it's how people have managed these woods and all woodlands for hundreds and hundreds of years so it's just continuing with the old kind of old woodland management um, work. Really lovely oak trees in this bit because we're still in an ancient bit of woodland here uh, some amazing there's a huge oak tree there you can see yeah, yeah. Which in themselves hold such a habitat for wildlife, for invertebrates, and for birds. Um, you have to get a lot of nut hatches and woodpeckers coming in. I was going to say you're so close to Leighton Moss here as well. I guess you're on the, you're on the flight path for many exactly. birds. Exactly. Well, this is the thing about the whole area. Really, it's not just one um, one site. We're all connected together. Mm. So it's a bit like a wildlife corridor between, say, Leighton Moss, between here, maybe between Gate Barrows. So. Um, yeah, that's the beauty of it. It's connected together, we've become one much, much bigger place for wildlife. How's lockdown affected? I mean, last year or so, I imagine a lot of people couldn't go very far and obviously couldn't go abroad. Did they come here in, in, in big numbers? And was, was it, you know, has interest in the National Trust increased, do you think? I think so. I think the interest in the countryside generally, people were just craving those outdoor spaces and contact with nature, which for me is great because that's a big part of my job. Um, to show people the beauty of nature and and the peace it can bring you and how, how good it is for your well-being. Um, it does bring issues with it in, in, in terms of increased numbers, but that's the kind of thing that you work on and you work with people and you show them what we're doing on site or um, you show them how special the place is and then they, you know, they learn to love it and care for it themselves. Yeah. So this is an older track, really. So we're just working on a new circular trail, which has partly come from um, the interest that people have shown in Easewood during lockdown. So we thought we'd put a trail route in that will be accessible to people to download off our website, and it just takes them on a little bit of a taste of a walk through the woods, and gives them a bit of a sample of all the different. Um, really special places that we think that they can see whilst on a walk here and of course if you're in a wood and you're new to this area it's quite nice to have a helping hand to show you where to go sometimes the whole site is actually open access um, so people can don't have to stick to the path we suggest people do because even you're not destroying um, any kind of wildlife off the path but actually it's, it's a path that's always been there the circular trail we're just kind of we're marking it a little bit to help people find their way where we are now this canopy is fantastic it's just light green so it's spring spring has sprung the trees are now you know coming out in the, with leaves and the colors are just extraordinary it's just that lovely kind of in summer i think as it gets later summer it becomes quite dark i think quite sort of you know overcast sometimes 
But when it's like this, you can still see the sky, but the, the, the shades of greens are just uh, beautiful. Really beautiful, especially these beech trees, as you say. That I mean, when they first opened up their leaves and they're that silky bright green, mm. sometimes there's nothing prettier, um, especially if you look up and just see the light coming through. But it's something I always get my children to do is when they're on a walk, is just to walk for a little bit looking upwards. I see all the patterns and the colours and the shapes in the trees and it's, it's really soothing. Especially if you stand still and you're really quiet and you just listen at the same time, it's, it's really nice. So we've just come out of the tree cover and <laughs> true to to this summer's uh, pattern so far it started to rain but this is the open area this is quite a, a wider area you can see scrub at either side of the trees around us and I guess this is a place there where butterfly would thrive and, yeah, and has this yeah. been done recently? Well it gets cleared um, every every year or every few years I suppose um, we get a lot of bracken that suddenly starts to grow up in here um, because the trees have been cleared all the light comes in and then it's an opportunity for everything then to whoosh up and grow um, but yeah, they're just extra light again, brings the flowers and then it'll bring the butterflies and the butterflies like the heat and the sun and the light. So yeah, it's, it's amazing actually coming out of the dark woods and suddenly you're hit by this amazing amount of light. So it's, it's lovely. And of course there's a lovely dead tree there. So we leave some, we call it standing deadwood, um, which is such a great habitat for mm. birds like woodpeckers and nuthatches. Um, and uh, it looks quite atmospheric as well, I think. I think the whole wood is, isn't it? It's got this kind of sort of uh, otherworldly kind of feel it about has, it. I, I don't know what it's how to explain, but it's, it just feels, feels a bit different. Yeah, with the limestone and the moss and the yew trees and just the, it's so irregular and wild. It feels a bit kind of like Lord of the Rings at times, but yeah, it's definitely quite a magical place to come for sure. On a hot day, again, this place where we are now, with the, with the imagine the sun kind of beating back off the limestone, and because it's kind of sheltered as well, it, it can get really warm, can't it? So, you, you know, you often see butterflies. I guess you might get that lizard around here as well. Yeah, that's right. Slow worms. There's, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, animals that would really thrive in that extra warmth that they wouldn't get in the woodland. This tree that you can see here, it's a bit different to the other trees around. But that's a Lancastrian white beam which you only get in this area, so they're quite special. It's like a magnolia, isn't it? It does. It looks, it looks kind of... Um, a bit more manicured than some of the wilder trees around mm. but yeah they really like the limestone um soils around the Morecambe Bay area and you don't get them anywhere else so I love this and the pepper pot now this is kind of one of the places that people go all year round whether it's New Year's Eve it or is. you know hot summer's day it's very so popular. I've seen people here early on New Year's Day taking the New Year's Day kind of sunrise photographs from the top of here because it's such a such a cracking view so you get the, the bay and even the bay again just changes from day to day whether the tide's in whether the tide's out where the channels are what the clouds are doing you know what the sky's like and then you've got the dales and the trough of Boland, and then you can just about see if you hold your tongue out and stand on one foot the <laughs> lake district in the, yeah. in the background so 
I mean, the view tonight is fantastic. You can see Haitian power stations. You can see a bit of brightness. Uh, this tide's well, well out, but the sandbanks are, are west, and that reflection, that kind of lovely kind of contrast we've seen, sort of land and sky, is amazing. And the, the bank of clouds over towards the far coast, and I guess towards south of Walney as well. Absolutely brilliant. You can see for miles. Really, if I'm Blackpool, Blackpool Tower, I can see. Yeah, you can always tell if it's clear day, you can see Blackpool Tower. But um, it's just interesting. It's it's almost like someone's tipped out a bucket of water, and it's slowly filling the filling the bay up. Just walked down the track and we've seen an amazing array of, of, of wildlife and some of the trees, you know, they, they should have names, their minds are the, the kind of type of tree they have, they look as if they should have a character of, of their own. And we've come here to what looks like a well it's it's, it's derelict isn't it it's it a derelict is. house so, when um that it would have been owned by the inman family um and this was a part of the whole estate it was still called Eveswood back then um in the 1800s um this would have been a gamekeeper's cottage but it so many people will have walked past this on on walks and it's just it just looks like a derelict house now with a bit of a chimney stack st- mm. still standing and and nature's just taking over it really all around so um, but it's interesting to see those little remnants of uh, of management from when it would have been a, an estate u- uh, years ago. So this track here, this is the end of the, the kind of circular route, takes us back to the, the it, car park it now. It takes us back down now, um, back down towards the car park. But it's a really good example of an old coppice coop here, with some really good hazel that's been coppiced that's that's now growing up and. Uh, yeah, a lot of the coppice material would have been used locally for doing hurdles for. Um, Heatherings for hedge laying or for um, um, whole manner of different kind of local skills and, and crafts really. So n- even now the, the wood that's taken out from coppice and is never wasted, it's used for other things. So it might be for making gates or benches, uh, a real variety of things. So it's, it's really nice. Well, we've seen deer, squirrel and we've had a variety of birds and the view tonight was absolutely fantastic. Nancy, thanks very much for showing us around the track. So you can download it from National Trust and just search basically Arntide and Silverdale and the, the track will appear, the route will appear for you to download and, and make use of. It's a great idea. Yeah, it will. It'll be live probably in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so yeah, just have a look, read through it and uh, yeah, enjoy your walk if you go on a walk and let us know if you've seen anything exciting when, uh, when you've been out, out there. I'm sure you will, especially by tonight. I mean, we kind of saw more wildlife than we did people. We did, yeah. It's been lovely and quiet. And just listening to the sound of the rain and the, and the birds, it's been lovely. I think the rooks are just telling us now it might be time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> time to go home. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your company and Thank thanks you. for getting in touch Thank with the Morecambe Bay much. podcast. Uh, this is Nigel Thompson. Thanks for listening. And until next time, enjoy the bay. Follow us and get in touch. Search Morecambe Bay podcast on social media. 